You are listening to Maple Syrup Blood Money, a Riverdale podcast. I am your host, Noah Carden, and joining me, the cheese curds to my papa poutine, is, Hi. as always... <laughs> you really drew it on there in a second. You zigged when I thought you were going to zag. Hi there, friendos. I'm Kyle Cardi. This was a good Hi. episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually uh, really liked this episode. I'm having fun with Riverdale again. I know that I said that last week, but, like, this episode has sort of only reinforced it. And, like, even though I might not particularly give a shit about the Archie storyline, like, at least he's doing something. And, mm-hmm. boy, oh, boy, it's it's nice to just, like, just be able to watch Riverdale and enjoy it and not be fucking around on my phone for the whole, t- for the whole show. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, man. Uh, so what was this episode called, homie? So this was uh, chapter 25, The Wicked and the Divine. Well, there's a lot of wickedness and a lot of divinity in this episode. How should we break up the stories, the A's, the B's, and the C's? So there's Archie's plot. Is um, that not also Veronica's plot is the question? That That is... Mm, Almost entirely Veronica's plot. Yeah. I would call it the Veronica story. Ah, but Archie got a lot. They're very intermingled. It's like an A and a B that are still the same story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There is Jughead's plot, and then, like, Betty is mostly intertwined with that, but then she also has a little bit of her own thing. Yeah, she sure fucking does. Yeah, she does. (laughs) I called it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you want to do that part first? You want to do Jughead uh, and Betty? Uh, I guess if we want to just not save the best for last. Noah, when you mm-hmm. have like a favorite food on your plate, are you the type of person that eats it all before they finish everything else on the plate, or are you the type of person that saves it for the last bite? I try to like, I try to intermingle it. Yeah, well, I that- try to get like a little bite here and there. Just like and, a reward for eating. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, this I understand. I always save it for the last bite, but we can't exactly intermingle. Eh, I mean, I guess we could. Eh, fuck it. Yeah. Let's talk about... Yeah, let's just talk about Betty's plotline first, because let's just, let's just get it out of the way. I was okay. right. <laughs> yeah, you were. Oh, my God. I'm so... When f- you're right, you're right. When you're right. You're right. you right. Um, so Betty's plotline starts off with Betty webcamming with a pervert. <laughs> yes, it does. And she's wearing the wig and the super big, like, <laughs> the, the granny panties mm-hmm. or whatever it is. The, the, she's wearing, like, the lingerie. Um, yes, her, her lingerie from the almost drowning a high schooler covered in maple syrup. Far. I mean, I hope she got those dry cleaned, because I would imagine that she got, like, chlorine and maple syrup and maybe maybe someone's blood on it. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck me. Betty, <laughs> Betty is my favorite sometimes. <laughs> like, <laughs> she doesn't do much, but when Betty does something, it is so fucking juicy. Yes. Yes, it is. So, so Betty... um starts off the episode uh playing the cam girl uh 
where apparently, like, she's not the one getting undressed. The guy that she's talking to wants to get undressed for her. Oh, all right, hold on. Do you not think that in our, like, Snapchat garbage mail unsolicited dick pic world that yeah. there's not dudes who want to show ladies I mean, that's what their chat was all about right right like, but this seems more consensual i feel like yeah. this isn't a step up from chat roulette it is <laughs> but, still but, perverse like, but at least the other person is being compensated for seeing your dick yeah it's just like when i typically think of a cam a webcam model as we learned last time uh it's, it, they're usually the ones I imagine like getting undressed. It's not the person, not the voyeur. It's the yeah it's the voyeur that's supposed to be getting undressed. That I but, that I completely understand. But like having frequented quite a few cab sites uh, for research purposes only, I assure you. Um, of course, the comment sections in there are just rife with people wanting to cam to cam with the number two. And show their bepis. Yes. So good. But yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand where your uh, uneducated opinion might come from. Noah. Oh, yeah. do some oh, research yeah, yeah. next time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So, um, so yeah, uh, her mother like almost catches her, and then we skip ahead to uh, Riverdale High, where her and Jughead. Are called into Principal Weatherby's office to be, uh, you're you're off the paper. You're off Give, the force. Turn in your badge and gun. You're off the force, Jug. You're a yeah. loose cannon reporter on the edge. Uh, Weatherby and, seems like a puppet. Yeah, he really is. Like, um, I don't think he has any agency over his school. No, it's mostly the mayor. Uh, which there's a great scene, uh, <laughs> later with the mayor that I, I need to talk about because it's so goddamn bizarre. The mayor has some cool stuff this episode, like some actual, like, mayor moments that actually mm -hmm. make the character, like, have subtext, which is nice. Yeah. So, um, Betty and Jughead talk about, uh, how, you know, um, their, like, Jughead's relationship with Tony... And um, like, what was it? Uh, a PG thirteen grope fest. Yes, the PG thirteen grope fest. Um, and and she, you know, he confesses to it, and then he's like, uh, "Have you been uh, intimate with anybody since we broke up?" And Betty's like, "No, <laughs> no. Why would you ask?" <laughs> like, yeah, like, talk about a double standard, homie. She she says no, but she also says, "Of course not." Like. Well, that's that's the up. hard like, deflect, and also he yeah. just admitted to it. But I do wonder if, like, in her her like twisted, dark Betty influenced mind, if it's like she's super worried that specifically because it's Archie, that yeah. it would be something more to juggy. Yeah, it's Archie, and then it's also these random people on the internet that she's like dressing up for. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, also, I have to I have to make a note of this real quick. This episode, like when I was watching it with subtitles on, uh, yeah. I don't know who at Amazon decided to do the subtitles for this one, but they're doing them real fast because like <laughs> they'll 
they'll finish like their line and the subtitles will like disappear off the screen and like the next set of lines will pop up. So it's like, wow, these are going by really quick. You need to yeah, chill it out for a second. I watch most television with subtitles on account of most television anymore is like audio mixed really fucking poorly and I got bad ears. So um, a lot of subtitles are really bad. Uh, just like that, because the, like clearly someone at the office is like, "Well, if I get all the if I get all the text written in early, that means I'm doing double the work. I can just do it super quick because that's how subtitles work." It's it's a pet peeve of mine, though. I'm glad you brought it up. Um. So, for like the past like two minutes, you just kind of disappeared on my end. Oh, you disappeared on my end. I was saving for you. Are you still recording? Yes. Okay, then let's just pick it up. Mostly I was just digging about how subtitles do that sometimes. The jokes were mediocre at best. Okay. So what happens next in the story, Noah? So, uh, let's see. The So Sheriff Keller comes up, and he's playing uh, lapdog for the mayor, and evicts all of the Southside Serpents from their... uh, Are you sure you don't mean lap pig or (laughs) teacup pig? (laughs) fucking fascist i mean they are kind of being fascists yeah kind of so they kind of are so yeah but uh sheriff keller shows up to kick everybody out because there's back owed rent um and it's like town property technically uh and they're like we don't have the stupid metal head that you're looking for. You keep coming around here asking for it. We 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 do not have it. Um, so Jughead goes to the ma- no. Jughead goes to his dad first, uh, mm-hmm. and the serpents have a big old meeting to talk about what they're gonna do. Well, no, he talks to Betty first. Does he? but like yeah yeah they talk at pops but like nothing really happens uh-huh. except they're like well, let's treat it like a missing persons case and maybe we'll put flyers up and see if anybody's seen it mm-hmm. which is kind of a wild thing to do when you think about it. it yeah yeah it is like how the fuck did the fascist state not notice this and like intervene mm-hmm. i don't know it just it was weird but it worked uh-huh. and it's also riverdale and the less Riverdale cares about its internal logic. I feel like the more fun Riverdale is. Oh yeah, definitely. so I'm cool with it. Yeah, so they so they team up to 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 bring, go at it like a missing persons case, and then the serpents have a meeting. Tallboy shows up, and uh, there's a, basically a big old argument. And I think somebody died in the shower. You want to go check on it? No, that's fine. I just heard a bunch of shit fall over. Um, <laughs> This is Tough luck, in. Nana. Goodbye, Nana. You're donezo, <laughs> yes. just like Nana Blossom. Yes. So, uh, Tallboy and and um, Jughead go at it, and <laughs> Tallboy's like, "Don't make me special beam cannon you," because he's Scott McNeil, aka Hi, Piccolo. I'm Piccolo. Yeah. Hi, I am. I am the one that you may know as the Post Boy. Yeah. Um. Then Jughead goes to the mayor in a very kind of weird scene. Jughead's full fucking Serpico. Like, yeah, like so <laughs> he's deep in the paint. God damn it, Janice! Oh, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the re- the folding ideas video about the Book of Henry, but goddamn, that movie is a mess. Because I'll take a peek after this. Then you should because a like. 
ten-year-old boy busts into his principal's office like he's a like a a detective what? on the case. What the fuck? It's it's fucking saying? bizarre. You need to watch this video because this movie is a goddamn train wreck. But, okay, I'm very excited. Now. But you've spoken all the magic words. Yes. But Jughead goes to the mayor and is like, who's pulling your strings, Mayor McCoy? Is it Hiram Lodge? Yeah, and Mayor McCoy's like, I always liked you, Jughead. You're a brick. <laughs> you got a good head on your shoulders, but you're sticking your nose where it don't belong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so they're, they're having this rigmarole, and like... All I could think of is this was, like, with age-appropriate people, this would just be, like, some 15-year-old kid with his voice, like, cracking as he's going through puberty, like, trying to shout down, like, a <laughs> mid-30s, like, town mayor. Like, who's pulling your strings, Mayor McCoy? <laughs> My dad's gonna kill me if we get evicted. I can't let us get evicted. Yeah. Man. Oh, my God. It's so fucking good. What kind of mayor is just like, yeah, I'll let this 15-year-old shake me down. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, But, like, to be fair, Jughead sort of just puts all the pieces together without her saying or really doing anything uh -huh. except for telling him to get bent. Yeah. Uh, Betty comes home at one point to find some noises some coming rando. from upstairs to which, yeah. uh, was it Ben... Uh, Some fucking guy from the Bijou. Yeah, from the Bijou's the movie theater. Yes, yeah. Uh, comes rushing downstairs and it's like, "Where's Chick?" And he's like, "Oh, he's gonna be down in a second. And then Chick comes down in a bathroom, he's just cleaning it, up, drinking a <laughs> bottle, a glass bottle of milk. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that because I was about to bring this up. Like. I've I've so seen many I've seen some glass bottles of milk like especially in That's like a rural areas like in stores and stuff but it's not like Oh no shit that still happens? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh like, tight. Uh, I've seen it from like smaller farms that do like kind of more local uh This is our micro brew. Yes, pretty much. But yeah, like it's still really bizarre. It's, and he's drinking it like directly out of like the glass bottle like there is so much you fucking monster. noir you in this episode. You don't drink from the gallon? Not directly. <laughs> I guess I'm a monster. Especially not a gallon. I mean, it's it's a maybe a little bit more excusable because it's like a pint bottle or whatever. But if it was if it was less full, I think I might be on your no. No, if it was less full, I would have a stronger case. But that motherfucker was like three fourths full. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't he that's the first rude. fourth too? Like that's not exactly He's... the most hydrating substance you want to go for. Yeah, like especially after what I can only assume was a vigorous physical activity. Yeah. Like I don't think dairy is what your body craves during those <laughs> moments. Uh, insert your uh, your anchorman quote here, there, folks. Um, so, uh, he's like, don't ever let them, she's like, yeah. Betty is like, is, is this one of your clients? And he's like, fuck no, don't ever let them know where you'll live or you'll fucking die. Yeah. Like that was straight up what he said, and which is super ominous. But boy, this doesn't come to bite him in the ass. Um, then uh, Jughead goes back to the uh, the serpents with a bunch of flyers for the severed statue head. Reward, $200. Uh, also, have you seen my dog? Yes. Uh, 
he calls the serpents ophidians, which I think is a that's a good word to use. What the fuck does that mean? It means overguarding to snakes. If you use it as an adjective. Oh, is that like the genus familia breakdown yeah, it's, it's sort of thing? Something to do with that. Um, Ooh, you smart. Yeah, I, I looked. I totally didn't look it up. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, but he goes back to the uh, the white worm and the serpents to discover that Penny Peabody has arrived, and she's like, the "Hey, hey, FP, your son totally just like cut a chunk of my skin out." He did mutilate my body. <laughs> yes. And he F- did literally mutilate me. And FP's like, what? what? Jughead, what are you thinking? Jughead, why would you mutilate a woman? <laughs> yes. Which, I mean, I don't think we probably need to make the distinction between women and men vis-a-vis mutilation. I'm pretty sure that that's just an overall bad thing to do. Yeah, yeah. But also, why would you do this and not expect her to come back at some point? Like, Yeah, like fucking dag dog like she's not dead yeah and she's a petty vindictive bitch like we have established that uh so penny wants blood for blood and she wants to cut off jughead's tattoo with a dirty knife as she says with a dirty knife jughead's knife was very clean however that just seems like that's unfair uh so there's there's some tensions there uh when fp and jughead get back home FP's like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, you also, kid. it is important to note. I'm sorry to jump on you. It is important to note that Tallboy brought her back. Yes, Tallboy did bring her back. Tallboy, so if <laughs> Tallboy's bringing up a lot of shit lately, why you why you gotta bring yeah, up tall old shit? Tallboy, <laughs> Tallboy's actually in the show again recently. That's weird. So if you're playing the ARG at home and you missed the clue. <laughs> Tallboy is the bad guy in this Tall episode. Boy. There's tall even like, boy. There's even like a line earlier about how he is a tall man and therefore could cut the head off the statue pretty easily without a stepladder. Well, you know what they say about Chekhov's height. If you mention someone's height in the first act yeah. of the episode and then you reiterate it, if the tall man didn't do it, then why is he even in the episode? Yeah. So, uh, so Dinobot brought back Penny Peabody. <laughs> he's, he's Scott McNeil. He's like every voice actor. Like voice. he's a lot. Yeah, he's he's been in a lot of stuff. I can't. Man, it would have been great if Tallboy just like when they confront him later in the episode, just fucking started screaming for like three minutes as he charged up. That'd have been tight as fuck. Uh, you can kind of hear like when he first shows back up and is like shouting over the crowd and the the white worm you can kind of hear like his usual like voice actor voice uh, i feel great <laughs> yeah um so yeah but fp's like what 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 were you thinking jughead all of this stuff is happening because you're like you're being a stupid teenager about it uh and like you're gonna end up destroying the serpents, and it's it's a really tense scene. Uh, yeah, he's making mistakes today. Uh, Hal finally leaves the house because he doesn't want to be around fucking chick. Because yeah, okay, bye, Hal. You assume that anyone in the fandom will miss you. Yes, I assume Hal's actor is going to go. Uh, do a bit part on some other show. On another show that he probably has more content for. Fun fact, I just started watching Altered Carbon on Netflix. And oh, you mean fucking Eclipse Phase? Yes, fucking Eclipse Phase. Uh, but 
a certain actress that we know from this show has a bit part in that show. Who that? Uh, uh, so Valerie just kind of disappeared from the show for a little while. Who's Valerie? Val- oh, the pussycat? Yeah. Oh, tight. She's in Altered Carbon? Yeah, she's she's got a, a, a part in Altered Carbon. So You know what? It's funny. I was writing a script uh, like a year or two ago to submit to like a... A festival or whatever mm-hmm. and it was it was all about like what altered carbon came out swinging with mm-hmm. like that sort of like transhumanism and how it interacts with like religion and stuff but altered carbon just real quick hot take i'm not fucking interested in altered carbon because i don't want to watch a goddamn cop show yeah it's it's the tritest fucking way to tell a cool story like you have this big buck wild idea that mainstream consumers have never even fucking heard of and you make it a cop show so like, cool the original novel is a detective like a pulp detective story and still yeah no 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 I, I totally agree especially since i alter carbon was a super big influence on eclipse phase and i learned about eclipse phase first so going into Alter yeah. carbon there's not a lot for me, like story-wise or world-wise, because it's other already than, been like, tread in a better way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Other yeah, than like that's just the so visual aspects of it. Anyway, we're talking about Riverdale. Yeah, so Riverdale. Uh, let's see what else happens with uh, Betty and Jughead. Not much until they go to the scrapyard after um, Veronica's confirmation. And they meet old man Cletus. Yes. Old man Cletus is like, yeah, hell yeah, I got this statue head. <laughs> you better goddamn believe I saw somebody in here. Yeah, he was real tall. He was a real tall boy. <laughs> he was a real tall boy. And that boy is just what I use for anyone of the male figure. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool, you weird old man. Yeah. So Fuck. they find the head. They take it back to the white worm. And it's like, yo, what up? We found the head. Yeah, peep this shit, homie. I'm sorry. I, I got caught up in a deep IMDb dive uh, on on the snake charmer. Uh, did you know that she played Harvietta in the 2008 smash hit Beer for My Horses? <laughs> I did not. I knew that was a movie, but I did not know she was in it. Did you really fucking know that was a movie? Yes. Because yes, I did. It's a Toby the word Keith I would... movie, I believe. Oh my god, it is. I would use the word. I would use the word mistake. Oh no, it, yeah, it's definitely that too. Rather than movie, I would call it a mistake. <laughs> um, um, uh, Penny Peabody was also like I think her biggest part has been in True Blood. True Blood, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so they go back there with like the head yes. in their hands. They grill the tall boy. Yes. Uh, he confesses to doing it at the behest of Hiram Lodge. And then they vote to kick him out. Yep. Like, there's really no jokes in this scene. There's also a Betty's real, there. There's a there's a real like dark implication as FP is sitting behind Tallboy and that he's wrapping his wrapping like, his hands. He's wrapping a scarf around his knuckles. Like you don't mm-hmm. see him get like punched or anything, but you he's, know it's about to happen. He's getting ready to beat this man down. A uh, Ted Nugent played skunk in Beer for My Horses. <laughs> so welcome to uh, Whiskey for My Men, a Beer for My Horses podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Um, enough about Beer for My Horses, but that might be one of our in-between episodes, full disclosure. <laughs> god damn it. Um, 
so yeah, they kick Tallboy out, and I, I assume Penny Peabody as well, but she wasn't really there. No, they haven't. Which is probably for the best. They haven't caught back up to Penny Peabody. Then it's time for uh, Betty and Jughead to bone down to fuck. He's gonna get that nut. <laughs> Don't say it like that. You have to say it like this. Got a nut. This is gross. All right. <laughs> Hi, welcome to our nut-themed ASMR podcast. Uh, Betty's like, Cashew. I gotta tell you something. <laughs> and then she backs down and she's just like, I just want that. <laughs> I just want that good, good macadamia. Um, <laughs> what? What do you think she was gonna say? <laughs> was it the cam thing? I don't. I don't know. I think it might have been the cam thing. Or was it some, like, there's something I need to tell you, Jughead. I'm not in control anymore. And then she puts the wig on. I was genuinely hoping she'd put the wig on. Yeah. <laughs> Dark oh Betty. Uh, we get Dark a quick shot Betty. of, um, well, no, we'll just skip the, the, the setup to this and just go straight to the, the final scene of the No, episode. fuck that. Fuck that. The setup, they're at, it's, it takes three seconds, Dawa. Yeah. They're at dinner. Uh, just Chick and Alice. Chicken, chicken, bad mom. Mm-hmm. And um, who might be good mom now. Um, and someone walks up and knocks on the door very loudly. And it's like this scrawny ass, blonde ass white boy mm-hmm. who look like, who look like he loved methadone. Um, and he's like, is Chick here? Yeah. And then like. The camera is like, like far away and ominous. He looks like trailer trash Draco Malfoy. <laughs> <laughs> so trailer trash Draco Malfoy presumably walks into the house. Betty returns after getting that good good cashew. Um, that Filbert, and son. she <laughs> she walks in and she hears like whimpering mm-hmm. and like this was a very good bait and switch. She hears female whimpering and I'm like oh fuck. Did mom get stabbed protecting wonder, garbage chick? I wonder if it's chick whimpering. Oh, yeah. Well, so Betty walks in and there's just blood fucking everywhere. Yeah. The camera pans up and guess who's cleaning up the blood? It's mama. And the corpse on the ground is Trailer Park Malfoy. And he is dead as shit. And she's just like, Betty, did you lock the door? <laughs> Elizabeth, did you lock the door? <laughs> <laughs> and she's got like her dishwashing gloves and she's just like pushing like drapes onto she's so the blood. She, she's so thorough. She looks like she's done this before. It's uh, definitely, I think her time with the serpents prepped her for this. Like, not even as a jokey, like, I'm going to make another called shot. I feel like maybe this isn't her first uh, violent interaction to this extent. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking good. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I, like, like the like this episode was was a fun watch just for the Archie side, I think, just because I kind of Archie like, side was good too. Yeah, I, I thought his whole the whole like kind of gangster thing that they're going with is a is a I, nice direction to go with the show. I hate gangster movies. Like I find them really fucking trite and boring and predictable. But like I Weirdly enough, I am still sort of enjoying the Archie plotline, despite my feelings about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very... That genre. Gangster movies are very paint-by-numbers, mm-hmm. and that shit bores me to tears. But Archie's in it, so that's cool. Yeah. I'm down with it. But but I uh, think, like, the, the, 
the nail in the coffin that really made me like really like this episode is just those last three seconds of Alice Cooper soaking up <laughs> blood in her dishwashing gloves. Elizabeth, did you lock the door? Yeah. Um, so let's hit the Veronica Archie storyline, which really looking back on it, there isn't terrible much to say about it. Yeah, so Veronica is getting uh, confirmed, uh, which is supposed to happen when you're like 12 or 13. But Did they lampshade that? Because I did miss that, because I'm pretty sure that's for children to get confirmed. Yes. They, Sweetie. They mentioned that like... No, she can't hear me. I was going to ask her how young a child gets confirmed, but she's way in her own world no, right they, now. <laughs> they, she does mention it that, like, Veronica does say that it usually happens when you're, like, 12 or 13, but they yeah. they put it off. I think because um, of prison? Might be because of, like, prison and, like, the whole, like, investigation and everything before he went to jail and, or whatever. Because these kids are still, like, 15. Yeah, they're, like, 15. Which 16. is something that we forget a lot because these actors do not look like they're 15 No, these anymore. actors are in their early 20s. Um, they're almost 30, some of them. Yeah. Uh, and Archie is running around doing uh, errands for Hiram Lodge as a part of his... Um, yeah, just that classic, classic mobster, like, I finally made it. I'm in the life. I'm working for the Don. Yeah. I'm getting his shoes. Like, okay, cool. Um, he, ha- he has, he, like, picks something up from Pops, and Pops is like, oh, well, Mr. Lodge can have it however he wants. He owns the place. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the boss. No, he says he's the boss. Um, yeah, and then Archie, Archie starts like, to question him about it, and then he gets called away by his imaginary FBI friend. Oh. By Phantom Dick. Phantom Dick did have a car, though. And they were talking in the car this episode. So either this delusion runs <laughs> fucking deep. Hey, or, man, you never know. Um, or he is the worst FBI. I do ever. like how the fact that when the first time we see Agent Adams in this episode, he's just already in Archie's garage, just kind of lounging about. He's got his feet up on just the table, everything. fucking chilling. Uh, I he love wants to his crack voice, one though. I, I really like Agent Adams' voice, especially later when he talks about the thing that happened. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, so, Agent Adams reminds me of... Uh, did you ever watch Veronica Mars? Uh, no. Oh, well, never mind then. He reminds me of Logan from Veronica Mars, like the cadence of his voice and kind of like the weird stretchiness of his face. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he talks to his imaginary friend for a while, and his imaginary friend is like, you got to spy on him. And Archie's like, I don't know if I can, Agent Ghost. Yeah. Then, that happens like five times this episode. So, like, consider this the the wrap up of basically all of the times Archie talks to his ghost friend. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Veronica talks to Veronica and her mother talk to um, Josie and the mayor about like making amends. And they got shook down. I'm calling it. They got fucking shook down. Yeah, Josie looks absolutely terrified, like, the entire I time. I feel so bad for Josie. Could, could we stop fucking kicking this poor girl in the teeth? Yeah, Josie has it rough. Like, she's being used by her mother. She's being, like, she's basically being used by everybody. And then, like, the whole, like, Cheryl plotline just seems to have evaporated. Thank fucking God. Yeah. I love i would love to ship them together but not like this riverdale not like this so uh josie and veronica decide to do a duet at her confirmation where they sing sing, yeah you know as one does at a church yeah um and they don't even sing like a hymn 
or anything. They sing Bittersweet Symphony. Uh, what is that from? You said it was from a movie. I've only heard it on the radio. Uh, I think it's it was used in uh, Cruel Intentions. Is it that fucking old? Yeah. Which holy bring, shit! Again, I thought Coldplay up, wrote it. No. Um. Which brings up the whole thing is like these are like you know fifteen, sixteen year old, sixteen year old kids in the nowadays. Are they really gonna be hot to to Cruel Intentions? You know, recent blockbuster smash hit in Riverdale, the place that exists out of time. Now, Cruel Intentions. It came out last week. Is Cruel Intentions the one with the les- the fucking song? Is the lesbian kiss the really famous one? Is that cr- I? So I always confuse with, with uh, the, Cruel the, Intentions with I think Species. Okay. The one both. with the fucking alien? Yeah, the no, sex, those the are sexy different lady movies. Alien? No, I know, but they're the same movie to me. So, like, my wires are very crossed on this one, y'all. Yeah. Um, uh, Archie talks to Hiram about being the shit of Nick St. Clair while he has casts on his legs. And Hiram's like, I like that. Uh, you're gonna You're gonna work for me. Uh, good shit dog yeah. he's like good shit and yes it is from Cruel Intentions and it's by The Verve ah. I, I'm gonna look up Cruel Intentions Kiss for just a couple minutes just to make sure it's the right movie Noah one sec you do the podcast oh, without me okay so Hiram Lodge is like yeah Archie I like I like the cut of your jib beating up that that broken broken boy uh, so why don't you come I like and... the part where he stopped moving <laughs> yeah why don't you come uh, serve some drink and cut some cigars, which isn't at all suggestive um, for me and my Are homies. You, how the fuck is that suggestive? It's the cigar is a penis. Right, you don't... All right, so Noah, I know that you're a straight, but I do need to teach you something about how penis work. You don't cut any part off unless you're circumcised. And even then, that's just the once. Yes, I do. I know. You do. Yes, okay. I, know. I just wanted to make sure that you understood how how grotting worked, but there's no blade play unless that's your thing. So Archie and Veronica <laughs> go to the soup kitchen. Yeah, that soup is thick and tomatoey. It is a stew. It looks like paint. It is a a right thick stew. Um, and uh, Veronica's like, hey, you know, this whole poker game that you're going to be working at is super big and like i want you to be careful because these dudes are like some bad dudes like daddy yeah archie's episode archie's plot this episode has a lot of like reiterative Mm -hmm. scenes so like in the same way that he talks to his ghost friend several times he has this exact same conversation with with v money Uh quite a bit like and this is like the first instance of it they do it again after the what is it the confirmation yeah during Um, like the 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 reception of the confirmation yeah Yeah. it's it's just these scenes are just my daddy's bad and archie going yeah i know uh ronnie has a scene later uh where she talks to Hiram about like hey you know try and keep him as innocent as you can please don't like don't corrupt him yeah, there's the whole scene with Innocente, which was kind of weird because it's all the the lodge That's women. That's some mob wives shit. That's yeah. some mob wives shit. It is exactly some mob wives shit. Like, explicitly mob wives shit. I liked that scene. Yeah. Because, like, it gave... 
It was a great example of show don't tell because it gave confirmation of just like just how big this was and like how right we've all been. Oh god, because- I forgot about the confession. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hit that shit up. So uh, Veronica goes to a confession to see um, the family's Monsignor. Uh, and she's like, I've done all this bad shit, and I'm, I'm worried about, like, corrupting an innocent. And he's just like, say some Hail Marys and Oh My Father, or Oh Fathers, or whatever it's called. I'm, I'm not Catholic. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. Yes. He says, uh, he says, do five Hail Marys and ten Our Fathers. Our, our is, Fathers, that's it. And she's like... Is that a lot? Uh, I don't know. Is that a lot of prayer? Like, how that's, much time... Okay, so, like, what's the prayer to minute ratio? Like... Because if it's a minute... If it's a minute of prayer, like, she just got to chill for 15. Well, it's like, like just a, take a, cool a, 15. a... A said aloud prayer. It's it's an incantation. Do you say it aloud? I thought you were supposed to pray in your head. Well, no, not in Catholicism. They have like, well, not even just in Catholicism. They have like a a set aloud prayer. No, I know, but I so like I did some of this stuff when I was a younger kid before I was like, all right, peace. Um, but like, I'm pretty sure that you were supposed to say it in your head. But maybe that's just because I came from like a super duper Irish Catholic kind I, of thing, I, and that's like a. You know, I don't I, fucking know. I don't know. I was Protestant, and hey, my dad's a Protestant. I think I don't know. Hey, religious folk, do you do it in your head or do you do it out loud or do you do both? I have a feeling it's both how, how because that's almost count? always the case. Hey, tell hey, tell us the good news about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, everybody. Bring it, bring it on back to you boys over here. And and Lord and, knows I need some saving. <laughs> and and do that in a five star review on iTunes, please. <laughs> Praise the Lord for maple syrup. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just we've you know, got we've us, crossed a bridge. Tell us, tell um, us all about it in our, our five star review on iTunes. We're losing the plot. Uh, there's an innocente scene where uh, <laughs> Veronica just straight up drinks some wine as she talks to the mob wives. Uh, which good job, mom. Love that scene. I really love that scene. Uh, Archie goes to serve drinks for uh, Hiram and Du Bois. Uh, du Bois, uh, uh, specifically Pop Papa Poutine. Papa Poutine, uh, who is uh, a character actor, MC, something or other. Um, he's in a lot of he's, shit. He's in a lot of stuff. You, if you've watched any, like any movie, you have probably seen this guy before. He's prolific. Yes. Um, there's some arguments about about the Poutine uh, and Hiram going soft. And then Archie overhears uh, Papa Poutine and one other guy talking about having to... Uh, Lenny. Yeah, Lenny, about getting rid of Hiram because he's going soft in the head and in the belly. Which, okay. Um, what the fuck does that mean? He's got a soft underbelly? He's not He's not he's, hard. Does he have a funny tummy? Like, is it a poutine thing where it's just like his belly can't tell the difference between my quality hot dog poutine? Yeah, I guess. And fucking this shitty backwater poutine. Like, uh, so so Archie what is what a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah, like what a fucking asshole. It's poutine, you dick. It's fries covered in gravy and cheese curds. Like, it's delicious. Don't get me wrong, but like, you can't fuck that up. Yeah, yeah. So. Because if it's nacho cheese, then you just have cheese fries. 
Yes, yes, you do. I'm very, I'm very upset about this conversation. <laughs> okay, let's let's jump ahead a little bit then. Uh, Archie is conflicted about telling Hiram about it, uh, and then it's time for the confirmation, which again, Josie just kind of comes up and starts singing "Bittersweet Symphony," and then Veronica walks down the aisle of the church In, singing like a "Bittersweet big Symphony." Ass white dress. Do you have to wear the white dress? You're asking me all these questions about. Catholicism. I'm asking. I'm asking the fans. Okay, fans, Catholic. Because I had to wear a dress when I got baptized as a baby. They put me in a big white dress. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they did that. Is that normal, everybody? <laughs> uh, again, maybe. Again, I'm the only one here right now, Kyle. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. Um, so they they sing the song, which is fucking weird. She eats the cookie. <laughs> she eats um, that Jesus cracker. She eats that little cracker given to her by that cracker um <laughs> and then she's you know she's uh do you renounce satan and all of his actions and the the priest dims, so the, good. <laughs> dims the lighting yeah so like the the angle for veronica and this is like very low to the ground and looking up like mm-hmm. almost like angelic and she's very backlit and mm-hmm. it's a lot of warm lighting instead of like sterile lighting mm-hmm and then when he's like, do you reject Satan and evil deeds? It gets all fucking dark and shit. And, and everyone is dark in here except for Archibald, who is like the only spot of light. And he like <laughs> nods his head assuringly. He's like, yeah, yeah, you reject that Satan. Yeah, fuck the devil. And then she says she does. And then the lights come back on. So and Bittersweet Symphony comes back up, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and then it cuts the pop music where they pop some champagne and there's some dude Champagne. rocking on the ones and twos. Oh, he's just killing it. He is the true disc jockey. Uh, the mayor um, gives uh, the lodges the uh, deed to Southside High School. Yeah. Um, um, Archie Archie, makes, Archie gets confronted by Veronica again, but then he goes and talks to Dad. Goes to talk to Dad about, uh, whatchamacallit, about Papa Poutine wanting to murder him. The Poutine Coutine. Yeah. And... Yeah. yeah, then Veronica, I think, sees him again, and she tries to warn him for, like, a third time, and she's like, I can't know about any of this. Because my imaginary friend will arrest your dad. Yes. Man, how great would it be if he's real? Uh, he probably... I the, the evidence is becoming more and more likely that he is real. Um, he's just bad at his fucking job, huh? Yeah, yeah. He tried to put a wire on Archie earlier, but Archie was like, nah, dog. Uh, that's why he was in the car. Um, I, the car is the only thing that grounds him in reality for me. Everything else is like, a, it's so dreamlike the he way does, they shoot in light. He does, Archie does get texts from somebody that he notices and other people right, notice. I don't know if the other people notice. They just notice Archie taking his phone out, which uh, to me, like, Archie might think he's getting a fucking text like a lunatic. Yeah. So, uh, the last scene for Archie is he is. He goes back to his garage to talk to Agent Adams, and there's some good like camera work here because as he walks in, it's doing a camera roll, which is yeah good for showing like kind of off kilter emotions and the, stuff like there's that. There's a lot of Dutch angles and like camera rolls in this episode, and a lot of the framing is very much like they want to communicate very specific tensions yeah like episode. like archie is out of his element and off 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 center um yep and he learns that 
Papa Poutine, Paul Boucher, has been killed in a gangland-style execution by being shot in the back of his back of the head in his hotel room. Uh, hey, here's a fun question. Uh-huh. If next week the rest of the town doesn't react to this, he's a ghost. Okay. Because, like, maybe Papa Poutine is fucking alive, and this is just Archie's psyche projecting, like, worst-case scenario shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, like, this would make news. People would be talking about this. Yeah, they sure shit would. Um, and then the Lodges get a present that is uh, a very large box that has the head of General Pickens uh, inside of it. And they're like... All right. Called shot. Papa Boutine is a ghost. Hold on. Follow me. Okay. Archie is seeing ghosts. He saw the ghost of the FBI agent that Hiram Lodge killed way back when. Just like before, like we don't even know this in the show. And Papa Poutine is someone that Hiram Lodge killed forever ago. He wasn't even at the poker night. They're all fictional. Everybody's ghosts. It's all in a snow globe, y'all. Turtles all the way down. Yeah, so that's pretty much it for the episode. I put feral milk in my mouth. God damn it! <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it for the episode. I I really enjoyed it. I I like the uh, I like pretty much all the plots for the most part. Like there was nothing like overly bad it was a good about episode. any of them. I think. Yeah, I had fun. Um, I like the the return of Penny to kind of throw a, a a dark cloud over the serpents again um i like the sort of mobster subplot with archie and hiram uh so yeah i i mean i don't think it's 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 a stretch to say that my favorite plot line right now is the coopers like yeah <laughs> we got two webcam models and a, a dead draco malfoy in the den Oh my god, I'm so... No Cheryl this week, which... No Cheryl. Might be okay with me, just because they're doing a bad job with Cheryl. Yeah, I, I, they can't do something bad with her if she's not there. Yeah, they could just, um... Was it... No, it wasn't Full House. Was it Family Matters? Or Happy Days? It was Happy Days, where, like, the brother just walked upstairs and disappeared for uh, the rest of the That did also happen series. on Family Matters. Oh shit, did it? Yeah, there was a character that was there one season and then disappeared the next. Nailed it, everybody. Yep. I win. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, like, if they keep doing what they're doing with Cheryl, I would prefer she just disappeared. Be- but but historically, we have 29 episodes of proof. I fucking love Cheryl Blossom, so hopefully they figure that shit out. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun this week. I'm very excited about next week. I... Are they off next week? Uh, no, that's up, we're here it? this week or this next week. It's the week of the fourteenth, so Valentine's week. They will not be on. Oh, that's a bummer. They probably could have done a great Cupid episode. Yeah, I think uh, there's actually a bunch of CW shows are not going to be new that week. Actually, weird. That's weird. I wonder what's going on. Anyway, um, so if you like the show, please. Uh, give us a five star or a four star, whatever. I mean, like, I mean, we would definitely appreciate a five star rating. That helps yeah. us the most. 
the five the system is skewed we all know it so if you like the show just give it a five star because thank you we appreciate it on the itunes if you want to tweet at us and tell us all about the catholic dresses or whatever um if you want to tell us all about all the wrong shit we all the shit we got wrong with all Catholicism. the dumb shit we said yes um you can hit us up at maple and blood that's at maple and blood at tweeter.com mm-hmm. um maple and blood at gmail.com is the email address if you want to like send us a particularly long email about whether or not you like or hate us yes that'd be cool uh, you can go to facebook.com slash maple and blood uh you can go to maple and blood maple and blood podbean.com and mapleandblood.wordpress.com to leave us comments uh, and that's where you can also listen to and share the episodes from uh, yeah. s- yep uh, anything you got going on personally there Kyle um, we've we've had a long hiatus from our stream due to like various people getting like super fucking sick uh, so we're hopefully playing again uh, today um, we are streaming our, uh, Genesis, which is like, you know, a role-playing game. It's fucking fantastic. Um, game at twitch.tv slash bestpalbrigade. Um, I personally have a Patreon. It's a uh, patreon.com slash Kyle Carty, K-Y-L-E-C-A-R-T-Y. Um, and that helps me, you know, live and mm-hmm. eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you like this, or if you're interested in checking out some of my tabletop content, um, that's a great place to start. Um, bpb-games.tumblr.com or facebook.com slash bpbgames is where you can check out a lot of the free content that I post. Um, so that's really fun. Uh, beyond that, uh, I, I mean, I'm gearing up for a Kickstarter, um, that'll be that'll be coming in the future. It's going to be a Savage Worlds uh, tokusatsu themed book, which I'm sure Noah you uh, might want to, you know, take a look at some of the cover arts for it if I haven't sent it to you yet because it's a goddamn hoot. Uh, um, you, you did send me a piece of art uh, a little while ago, and it was excellent. So it's by the fantastic marker slinger uh, Michael Plondaya. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for just a fantastic um, artist with a lot of range, mm-hmm. uh, check out, uh, I think he's markerslinger.tumblr.com. I cannot recommend him enough. He is such a fucking dream to work with. Yeah, he also has a, a Patreon. I don't remember the, the address for it at the moment. But um, do I, unfortunately. he releases like a bunch of really cool art and all these really neat like little setting things. Uh, yeah, like he's he's an absolute talent and a really super cool dude. Um, yeah, super nice. Uh, Noah, what about you? What do you got? Uh, so right now I don't have a whole lot going on. You can follow me on Twitter though, and that's at Common Otaku K A M E N O T A K U. Um, I might do some streaming of Monster Hunter World sometime soon. Fuck. Uh, so no. That's, so that's uh, twitch.tv slash common otaku. Uh, Are you going to get it for the PC when it comes onto a good platform? Uh, I might. Okay, because uh, that's I, where I, I'm waiting for it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm dying. I need to get a new PC soon, oh, which okay. I'm getting some bonuses from work. So that's going to go to well, that. that in my that's country. exciting. That's uh, exciting. Yep. You can also check out the other podcast that I'm on. Um uh, the main one is the role-playing exchange where I'm a, a co-host and I am 
in some of the actual play episodes of that, where it's a it's a role playing tabletop podcast. So you should check that out. Um, I'm also on the Technical Difficulties Gaming podcast, where I've been running um, Better Angels, No Soul Left Behind by one Caleb Stokes, who's a friend of the show. Um, yeah. I've also been on a couple episodes of RPPR Actual Play. Um, Ooh, look at you, fancy boy. I know, right? I'm, I'm all over the place. Yeah, uh, uh, we do a lot of role-playing stuff, if you haven't figured it out <laughs> this season there's been a lot less of those fucking jokes Which, i guess maybe we're a little more approachable a little bit even though now the serpents in the school have the swords and serpents club so we can make those jokes again it's check off swords and serpents if you introduce that fucking club and you don't do a bottle episode where they find out the joys of role-playing i'm gonna pitch a fit yeah uh so other than that i don't think there's much else for me uh, all right that about wraps it up then i think yeah uh let me give a, a quick shout out there's been a, a i've mentioned them before but there's been a couple other podcasts that are, are friends of ours the um there's oh, yeah. good brews bad views which is a movie and beer podcast they watch bad movies and drink good beer and and do like uh commentary over top of the movies and stuff like that so that's a that's always a good listen um there's Kame House Party, which do a episode by episode uh, like review and improv about uh, Dragon Ball. So they're starting from the very first episode of Dragon Ball, like Kid Goku Dragon Ball, and they're working their way through everything. That, I mean, they'll die before it's over. Yeah. Um, I think they actually posted recently that it'll take them about 13 years to get through everything. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, if they do an episode a week, it would take them about 13 years. Um, oh my god. Well, yeah. Godspeed, yeah. you lost souls. Uh, we also have some friends over at uh, Anime Daydreams who do a like a anime improv kind of... Uh, it's like Cool Game Inks, but anime. And without the sexual harassment. creepo. Yeah. Fuck, it's such a good podcast idea. Like, really, like, funny enough, when Noah and I were kicking around podcasts we wanted to do together, mm-hmm. that was one of the ones that we were debating. And then uh, we came into, like, knowledge of, of Anime Daydreams, and we were like, well, they got it. They can have it. Yep. Good job. You guys have a great fucking idea. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really awesome. So, uh, so, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all of our, our good, good pals. Uh... Yeah, that's it. Um, So, uh, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, Noah, you took us in, so you gotta take us out. Oh, shit. Uh, So, for Maple Syrup Blood Money, I have been your uh, cheese curd covered host, Noah Carton. You stole mine. (laughs) Um, And I have been your three-fourths full bottle of milk host, Kyle Carton. Thank you for listening. Thank you.